can guard me? I bet. No way, no way, no way, no way, no way. You can't guard me, no way, no way, no way. No way, no way, no way. You can't guard me, no way, no way, no way. What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Time is Right podcast. My name is Scott Smith, and you are here. On The Time is Ripe, it's the podcast of Ripe Creatives. We are a ministry based in the great city of Philadelphia. And uh, we go back in time to talk about different things that happen within our community, either in Philly or on the road. And today we have an amazing episode for you guys as we go back to, uh, I believe it was April 19th. It was a Friday night yes. in a faraway land called Newcastle, Pennsylvania. And to break this whole thing down, I got a couple of guests here. Uh, to talk about April 19th, the event was called All Access, and our guests are none other than DJ and G, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy! <laughs> Mickey Mouse has arrived. Uh, DJ and G, hey, a.k.a. what's going on? Anthony Gordon. Appreciate having you back on yes. the podcast. Uh, he was part of the Texas episode back in the day and a couple others as well. Um, but I think this might be your first episode in season two. I believe so. So welcome back to The Time is Right. We also got another returner. Hasn't been on the pod since season one, uh, but he is back for an episode with us. We got Demir, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, y'all? It's good to have you and uh, have your voice back on another episode, my friend. Um, now, this episode, we, as I said, it was in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Um, we went out there to do an event with a, a church out there called City Church Newcastle. Uh, they have been one of the partner churches of Ripe Creatives for years. Uh, really, since we launched, they were one of the first churches to partner with us consistently. Um, their pastor, Josh Watts, is a very good friend. My sister and her husband and their kids actually go to City Church Newcastle. And I am originally from Newcastle, Pennsylvania, so a uh, deep relationship. We've done events with City Church for years um, and with Josh for even longer when he was at another church in Newcastle. Yep. Um, so it goes back almost seven years now that we've been doing stuff with Josh Watts. And the last couple, we've been doing this thing called All Access. Um, All Access, this was year two. It's a one-night-only youth event that takes place on-site at City Church in downtown Newcastle. And uh, this was the second year of them doing it, the second year of bringing Ripe out to be a part of it. And last year, we took out Doc Hero and The Dreamer. The Dreamer. The Dreamer. Make sure you leave that the in there. Um, Demir, Rick, Abel were all unavailable for the weekend of All Access last year, so we hit up our friends Doc and Drew, and they said yes immediately. They went out and killed it. Um, but here in 2023, they wanted to have um, some ripe artists. And so the two that were available were Demir and Abel, and then DJ Angie came to spin and DJ for the pre-show and the night of the event. And then we also added another young lady, Sammy Jammer, Slam Jam, Shout the out poet. To Slam Jam. Um, she's actually lives out in Western PA, and she joined the lineup as well. I think that's the full intro. Boys, excited to have this conversation. Um, first thing I'll say is just uh, the hospitality in Newcastle is always bar none. Shout nice. out to my mother-in-law, Darla, Darlene's mom, uh, my wife's mom. Amazing, amazing host. She always puts us up for the weekend. And so you guys pulled up on Friday around noon or so, maybe one o'clock, two o'clock. I think it was later than than usual, but I was about to say I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was late. I don't, I don't know either. But we got settled at the house, and uh, you guys got to you know throw your stuff in the room, and we got to go out and grab lunch together at a place called Los Amigos. Los Amigos. Yeah, food was fire. Top five in Newcastle. It might be top one. 
But yeah, I was gonna say I, I thought we were gonna leave that controversy out, but you know, it's. I mean, I like the other spot too. El uh, Canelo's. No, the John. It's like a train station type. Oh thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Crane Room. Yeah, they're good too. Yeah, Crane Rooms. <laughs> the Crane Burger with the egg on it. It's yes. Very very solid. Shout out to uh, Newcastle Food. Newcastle Food is infamously good, but. You know, other people have disagreements about that, <laughs> Rick Harmony. Um, but yeah, it was a great, great time just kind of getting settled and going out and grabbing food together. Anything you guys just remember, like getting to Newcastle uh, before even getting over to the building and sound check? No, I mean, I think for whatever reason, we got uh, put back like an hour or two. So like we were looking forward to just getting to the church and we just had enough time to eat. And uh, I forget who was it that had a huge like bowl. Was that you or Aaron? Uh, it was. I think Aaron and was it Aaron and I? I think we both got both it. of y'all had. Yeah, we both got it. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but it was amazing. I don't know. They ordered something, and it looked like a soup pot or something. Like we're like, wait, how are you going to eat all of this before a show? <laughs> I don't even know if they made it through, but it was like a feast. Yeah, it's like an absolute feast pre-show. Which is probably not an ideal thing to eat Mexican food nah. before you jump around on yeah, stage, we, but we yeah we normally eat big after you know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah we we had a lot of leftovers though it was, it was a big meal. Oh, actually, in light of that, the uh, the same restaurant we were at they had a flyer, you know, for the event. Oh yeah, they did. They had it posted right in the front. Yep. Yeah, it was a kind of a cool moment to walk out. You know, after at Los Amigos, shout out to Los Amigos. And just see the all-access flyer, you know, big central kind of flyer on the bulletin board of of the restaurant. And it was just like a reminder of like, oh, yeah, people have been hearing about this. This is going to be a great night. And uh, then we went over. We did sound check real quick. And then we came back to the house. And something that was unique about this show was this was the first time Demir and Aaron have really done a show just them together and so we had kind of an hour-long set that we were going to involve some dj stuff some poetry stuff with slam jam and then the artists and you guys kind of made a decision during the planning time what does it look like to do this set together instead of like all right aaron's gonna do a 20 i'm gonna do a 20 poetry will be 10 dj stuff will be 10 there's our 60 minutes you kind of said what does it look like if we do it together and go back and forth, which I think was just a really cool decision to do that. Do you remember, like, kind of what prompted you guys trying that out? Like, why that was kind of a desire? Yeah, so that was probably one of our, yeah, one of our first times, if not our first time ever really doing that. And I think um, what made it more possible this time or just felt right was the fact that we actually had a song together that we planned to do at the end. And so... Um, you know, that was a really cool way for us to, you know, create a flow that would ultimately lead us there. But also, um, you know, just the fact that we've been doing a lot more shows together, um, you know, it just feels nice to have a, like a rhythm that allows us to feel like we're, you know, more unified and not just, you know, split up. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I think I think it was a great decision as we get into the actual sets, hear more about why that was the case. But yeah, shout out to Pick It Up, the new track. Yeah. It's a great, great song. Uh, but it was just a cool moment because even in the sense of Sammy, you know, the thought was not, here's the poet set for, you know, 20 minutes, she's going to do her thing. We found spots within y'all's set 
to give her space to do a poem and then come off stage and then you guys go back in for a while and then she comes back up and do another poem. So it felt like a cohesive, ripe set, right? With Demir, Abel, Slam Jam, DJ and G, myself kind of jumping around being weird as a host, <laughs> but us working together to create something that was like a whole show rather than just individual sets on somebody else's showcase. Um, which I just think is always a best case scenario, especially with young people, yeah. because they're not thinking about you guys individually. They're thinking about the concert as a as mm -hmm. an experience, and everybody being great at what they do adds value to everybody else. You know, so it was really cool. Um, shout out to the uh, the whole sound check crew over there uh, doing the doing the hard lifting to make sure we had everything yeah. we needed with monitors and. And, you know, instrumentation and all that kind of stuff. So thank you, uh, City Church Sound Tech fam. You guys are awesome. We yeah, appreciate you. As always. And uh, yeah, then we, after we kind of had that meeting to plan out the set, we went back over and there was a pre-show that Ant had to spin for for like an hour as kids uh, played games and kind of got acclimated because it was a Friday night and some people were traveling in. So you kind of have to create... Uh, doors open to start time you know mm -hmm. you got to give it like a full hour because it's a bunch of different churches um coming in and one of the interesting nuanced things about this show is that it was prom night for newcastle high school um, which was a little bit of a bummer in the sense that none of the high school seniors and a lot of the juniors were missing um but we couldn't change dates you know at last minute once that was figured out that there was a conflict so we kept the date the same but i think in the absence of the seniors and juniors the sophomores kind of got pushed to the forefront, you know, and like a really yeah, it was still like way. a pretty good turnout, I think. Yeah, oh, it was yeah, a great turnout. Sure. Yeah, it was awesome. They were going crazy too. Like the yeah. energy yeah. Was, was through the roof, so it was awesome. Yeah, it was cool because you know tenth graders a lot of times get lost in the mix mm -hmm. because they're kind of on the younger side in high school. They just came out of middle school where they're the big fish in the little pond, and now they're kind of the little fish in the big pond. And I think that night they kind of got to be highlighted in a way that maybe they don't usually get. And I think that was that was really special. Um, the actual run of the show was really, really cool. So as you guys said, the kids were absolutely lit, um, you know, collaborating through the event. Once the pre-show was over and everybody had arrived, um, you know, at seven o'clock we had uh, games and then we did worship. And then there was a message by Joe Joyner, mm -hmm. which I had never met him before. But No, nah, he was great, though. Yeah, he was super solid. He did a, a great message. I remember him calling out a couple of the kids in the middle of the message and cracked <laughs> me up. He's like, stop talking. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> uh, but he's like a coach, right, or something like that the, down the in Pittsburgh. Coach, the coach showed. Yeah. Like the coach came out of him when he was checking those kids. Yeah, it was Definitely hysterical. makes sense, yeah. Yeah, but he gave a great message, a great gospel message, communicating the heart of God, you know, about righteousness and, and God's righteousness through Jesus being given to us and um, inviting kids into that. And this was a flip from the year before with Doc and Drew, because a year before we did the show on the front end, the concert, mm -hmm. and the message was at the end of the night. And the kids didn't really listen to the message because they were just fried from all the games, all the worship and all, all the concert stuff. And then the message at the end of the night. This switching the message to before the concert, I think, was a really, a really smart decision. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I wasn't there last year, but I can only imagine, like, if you're jumping around for, you know, however many minutes, you know, and then having to lock into a whole message, 
um, yeah, I had a good call on on them. For sure. Now, I think one of the biggest things a lot of people might not know. Um, so coming back from Texas, uh, my turntables were like mishandled. So they started, uh, I guess, deteriorating, like started malfunctioning and stuff. And it's uh, become progressively worse. So during the Newcastle gig, I had to literally uh, just DJ off of like one turntable. Um, <laughs> so that was that was pretty fun. So I did the pre-show. And then in between the pre-show and, uh, you know, while they were playing the games and stuff, I asked for a screwdriver and started to take them apart and put them back together. And, yep, so still had to finish with uh, one turntable, but we persevered. We made it through. Amen. I don't think I realized you were fixing that during, yes. during that <laughs> whole thing. I remember during worship, we stepped out and went and had a prayer time in the 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 uh, office, office of City Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and one of the elders came in and sat down with us and prayed with us as well. And it was just like a really beautiful uh, kind of moment for us to like hone in and make sure that we're not just doing a show for the sake of doing a show. We're here to do ministry. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I just think that those types of things when we're on the road center us a lo- really well. Um, it can be easy in Philly, especially where it's like different people are coming out of work and they're trying to get to the show and everybody's just kind of showing up and then we're doing the thing. But especially whenever you're on the road, creating margin in the time frame to be able to pray together, make sure that we're like, you know, really on the same page spiritually, I think is is super key. And I think that yeah. that blessed us and how the concert went Absolutely. after the message, you know. So after Joe did his thing and connected with these kids and gave the message, then it was time for the actual show. And uh, I just remember y'all like starting so hard. <laughs> um, like I think you were spinning one of Abel's tracks, like the new... Uh, tuh, oh, tuh, yeah, tuh, yeah, tuh, yep. tuh, <laughs> The new uh, jersey. You had to come out swinging. <laughs> Coming out hard. The <laughs> kids went crazy, like from the very beginning. Um, I, I think some of them obviously knew Abel, some of them were familiar with Demir from the block party the, the summer before. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them didn't know either of you guys, but they still were like all in, which I think I think uh, like set the tone for the rest of it. Anything you guys remember just from the beginning of the set? I was just, you know, shocked at like how they maintained their energy, you know, like you said, right from the gate, but they maintained it all throughout. Like, I don't, <laughs> it was just absolutely wow. You know, sometimes it takes you know, a couple songs for them to warm up or feel comfortable, get out of their shell. But, you know, <laughs> they were guns blazing from the start. Yeah, I think it was cool. Uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. That was your, like, you and Aaron's first time performing that new song, right? Yeah. 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 So the way that that all came together from, like, uh, sound check to, like, showtime was, like, dope to me. Oh, yeah. Pick it up. First mm-hmm. time performing that song. That's what you guys closed the set with, right? I believe so, yeah. Let's pick it up. Um, I just thought it was so funny. Uh, Sammy's first poem. Remember, we left we left the kids at the stage, which that was mm-hmm. probably my bad as a, as a host MC curator. Should have probably had the kids go <laughs> sit down for Sammy's first poem. But we didn't want to, like, lose the energy. And um, she's just literally on top of these children, like, right in front of them, <laughs> spitting poetry bars and the kids are just like, 
going nuts like yeah, oh, yeah. amen yeah bars <laughs> you know just like yelling at her like in her face and i was like i feel so bad that we should have made these kids sit down they maintained their energy throughout the, the poetry too <laughs> yeah they did they were like yelling at her um and then like halfway through you guys go back up then we did like the uh church clap with a special guest uh we had a special guest uh dj shout out to joel Shout oh, out to yeah. Joel. Yep, he, he DJ Church Clap. Yeah, that was so sweet and special. That's the first time I've ever seen Ant do that, um, where he let a, a young person, one of the students there, come up and join him as the DJ. And yeah. so during the Church Clap, Ant gave his turntables away to, a, how old is he, probably 15, 16? Yeah. And he got to actually be the DJ and spin the track in. And it was just like such a great picture of what we do when we try to equip young people and give them opportunities to be you know showcased even the way you guys bring kids up to dance on stage right like making them the center of the attention yeah um those things are so i guess the word is dignity like giving young people dignity you're not just here to watch you're here to participate and that was such a cool picture whenever you did that with joel amen yeah i mean i think it's really important especially because um, I, I remember when I was, you know, a lot younger and going to events, having those moments um, or even just witnessing them, more so witnessing them than actually being brought on stage for anything. But just remembering like, wow, like these artists cared so much about us being a part of their experience and not just like, oh, let's just look at them up on the stage. But actually being brought on there, you know, you never know how that will inspire these youth to even just like enjoy that memory but even further it could inspire them to pursue you know arts in in a god glorifying way you know it, and especially like given the dynamic and like just like some of the context of like newcastle just to be able to give them an experience that they can remember for years to come is was was really cool so yeah that was awesome yeah and then uh the second after the church clap and shout out to you again joel for uh djing the church clap Great job, young man. Yeah. Um, we came back into a high energy set, and then we had Sammy do her second poem, which we had the students sit down for that one, <laughs> um, but still amazing and just so engaged. Um, she's just like super captivating as a poet mm-hmm. and has a way um, where she delivers pieces and just like has this authority thing in her um, voice, you know, which I think was really, really special. And then we went into the final set. Um, with you guys, right? With you guys kind of like ending high uh, together and doing that last song, Pick It Up. Um, Pick It Up was crazy. Kids went bananas. It was like an exclusive look, right? I mean, that's the first time ever shown to anybody. Yep, Newcastle was the first to experience that. Yeah, we actually wrote this song um, before Ripe Retreat, but then we finished my verse at Ripe Retreat. That was one of the first times I've ever written you know, lyrics to a song with any other artist. And, you know, Aaron is just an amazing writer in general. So it was really cool for that reason. But then, you know, to, you know, only like, what, a a week or so or two later, uh, you know, be able to perform that live for the very first time to see how it was received was really awesome. Yeah, the Ripe Retreat was the week before All Access. And so if you guys wrote it right before then, it was like 10 days from... uh, from the pen to the stage, you know? Yeah, we literally were like, we're rehearsing on the way there. Cause, you know, for me, like, you know, a lot of these other songs that we've been playing uh, in the past like year or so are songs that I've, 
you know, I had finished for a, a while, even if whether they're released or, or not. But, you know, like lyric, remembering lyrics does not come the easiest to me. So like on the way there, I was like, yo, bro, we got to we got to rehearse this, you know. So literally just playing the track like over and over again and just like recording or rehearsing it. And then when we were at the venue, as you know, you guys were, you know, sorting out the sound in the space like that actually gave us more reps to be able to, you know, make sure we got it down packed. So, you know, it worked out. Yep. <laughs> I think the uh, the best part about these events is always what happens after. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think for me personally, you guys, you guys killed the set. Um, I was like super, super proud of y'all for Appreciate the investment it. you guys made, the like energy that you brought, the way you guys backed one another up with ad libs and stuff. And it felt so cohesive. Like, I think I even told Jared that. Shout out to Todd Mop doing all this Ooh. podcast stuff. We love you. Uh, but I think like the week after the event, you know, he was asking how it went. And I just said, honestly, I think, I think it was one of the best I've ever seen our guys do, like from a performance wise. Uh-huh. Um, it was so top level and the kids loved it. And you guys worked so well together. I was like, they have something. Like they really do have something together. Um, and that was the first time. And to be able to say that, I think, is pretty significant. Um, and the fact that Ant was doing it off of one turntable and the fact that we involved Sammy, Sammy as well as we did, like, it just felt like God's handprint was on the set. Yeah, I, I was not getting through that without the Lord. Trust and believe. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and to, to see God's hand on it, but then to realize that's just the beginning. Right, the set yeah. is done, but that's not even why we're there. Right, mm-hmm. we're not just there to perform. We're we're there to create a moment that's so captivating, so that conversation and relationship can happen with young people. Yeah. And because we're from out of town, you know, I mean, I'm from Newcastle, but we live in Philly, obviously, and we're in town. There's a trust that gets established, especially for young people, where we have the ability to say the same things their youth leaders have been saying for years. But we get to say it in a way in a day that's been said for years, and they'll listen to us um, just because if we're like a new voice saying the same thing. Yeah, sometimes it's not the message, it's the messenger that gets through. So. Right, for sure. And so that's like what you guys got to do. So I remember, for me, I was more talking to a lot of the leaders and being an encouragement to them and processing the night with them. But I just remember looking across the room Ant and Tiff were talking to people, talking to kids. You were talking to kids. Aaron's talking to kids. Sammy's talking to kids. And I was just like, oh, this is it. This is the moment that makes all access what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's real. Yeah, I mean, it's super important because it's like, you know, all this stuff as far as like creating that atmosphere, really just setting the foundation for what the Lord is really trying to do. And don't get me wrong, I know that, having a really dope set is going to create awesome memories for them but building that like trust you know students and even just everybody there to be like hey like we're not just here to perform and be dope on stage but we actually care about you all like in every aspect spiritually you know relationally it's easy to go on stage and have a fun time but a lot of people we've seen in our experience will just leave right away and pack up and go to the next stop. For us, um, we're like, no, like we're trying to keep the main thing. The main thing is connecting with people and sharing the gospel and loving them as Christ would. So if that means us having to stay 
you know, another 30 minutes, hour, few hours, whatever it is, um, even if we're tired, because I know I was tired. You know, we, we literally left it all out there. But that's what really makes it worth it. That's what allows me to like sleep like well after that and be like, you know, what? yeah, like we actually carry the heart of of the Lord and want people to experience that for themselves. It's so cool to watch you guys live into the things that like we say are values. They are actually our values. I continue to be so blessed that whenever I read our mission and vision statement on our website, it's actually true. Like it's being lived out. It's not just an idea. It's practically happening. And mm-hmm. the way that we are on and off the stage is a part of that. And like I just it encouraged me so much to just see y'all. And it's funny because that Newcastle show last year, the block party. Mm-hmm. Remember, we spent the entire episode in season one talking about the conversations well, after the yeah. sets. Yeah. Like it was not that's really the main, about- That's the main event. It is the that's such a good way to put it. Yeah, it's the main event. Good. That was a pre-show. Here's the main event is to to build. And it's also funny because the name of the event is all access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Ours. so there's like a Ours. there is like a bar in there around you as a young person are getting all access to this artist that was just on stage. If you have questions, if you have a story that you need to share with somebody, if you need prayer for something that's going on in your life, you need encouragement. You need somebody to speak life over you. That's you have access to that too. Yeah. And not just to us, but more importantly to Jesus. Yeah. Right. We're a rep- physical representation of what He's done for us. Mm-hmm. You know, because He left heaven to come to earth. He humbled Himself. He didn't just look to His own interests, but look to our interests. And so we have to look to the interests of others and not just consider ourselves the most important thing in the room. And you guys just model that like super, super well. Um, do you remember any of the like specific conversations you had with students at all? Yeah. I mean, with one of, uh, one of them, uh, we had seen, um, their family at creation fest, um, last year and to see them there was really cool. And, um, yeah. And she had shared some poems that she had been, um, that she had written, um, over the past couple of years. And, yeah, it was just really cool um, to see and hear from her that, you know, she wanted to go to open mics and, you know, start to share them in her area and beyond, you know, just wanting to spread the gospel through her poems. And, you know, they were very like they're very rich in that, you know, like there's a lot of transparency there, but in a way that like people could still connect with them. So it's really cool to, you know, see what. You know, she was creating and her heart and desire to do that, you know, um, after seeing different artists like us do what we do. Um, and, yeah, we also had um, Aaron and I had a cool moment where we were just talking with, um, you know, some of the other youth there about different things like like our Jordans, you know, sneakers and stuff. And then that ended up turning into just, you know, conversation of asking them where they were at with faith and then even um, asking them if they've heard the gospel before and praying with them, you know, sharing that with them, which was really cool. And I know, Scott, you know one of them pretty well. Yes. Asher, my nephew, was one of the students that you guys were talking to. I love that little dude. Um, he's my oldest nephew, so I have two older nieces than him, but he's the he's the middle child in my, my eldest sister's family and uh, the oldest, you know, nephew I have. And 
uh, have loved that little dude since the day he was born. Man, it is just so stinking special as an uncle. I'm sure it's the same way even 10 times more as a parent. But as an uncle even, just to see your friends do ministry with your nephew is one of the coolest feelings in the world. It was like such an encouragement. It was like, oh, if the seven years that we've been doing this, going back and performing and making the sacrifice to get across the state Mm -hmm. was just for this moment for me to watch this happen and get to experience this, it was all worth it. Like that's how much it meant to me. Yeah. I don't even know how to put it into words what I felt, but it was overwhelmingly like God saying, I got you, you know? And Asher's like an adorable, sweet kid, but it's still like he needs to hear the gospel in a way that connects with him consistently. And sometimes artistry has a way of cutting through the noise. That night, there was such a deep level of buy-in that whatever you would tell them, they would listen to. And you guys took the opportunity to tell them the gospel instead of, yo, here's how you can follow me on Spotify. (laughs) Cool. Follow them on Spotify. Follow Jesus first. Yeah. Right? Like, and that's what you guys did. And I was just like, thank you. Thank you, God, for Tamir and Aaron in this moment, speaking into the, Asher's life. And I know seeds were scattered in his heart. And I know the kid is good soil, so I know there's like going to be a harvest in his life. Mm. Like I know that for sure, and Harsh. it was amazing to watch you guys um, scatter some seeds. You know, so yeah. I was super encouraged by that, and uh, yeah, it meant, a, it meant a lot to me. You know, that was definitely the highlight for me on the whole thing, for sure. Hey, Amen. Yeah, man, just thankful to be a part. You know, yeah. I, I, he didn't get any special treatment, by the way. I don't even think we knew that it was, no. you know. Yeah, that him, just so. organically <laughs> happened. I just want to put that out there, you know what I mean? But no, nah, like in all seriousness, though, um, that's really what it's Jesus is for everybody. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not just Scott's nephews. Not just yeah, Scott's nephews. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's super special. Anything else just from like the post-event hangs through the next day whenever you guys got on the road or even the drive home? Any, anything that sticks out there? I mean, Aaron, you know, he prayed over one of the one of the youth there who was, I can't remember exactly what it was. I don't know if he had it, like a knee injury or something, but um, that's just, you know, another aspect to it where, we, you know, we want to believe that like, God has the ability to, to answer prayers. And yeah, again, it's not just about going to like do a dope show, but trying to be sensitive to what God wants us to do, you know, on assignment, like before we get to the venue before, like while we're there, while we're performing, and afterwards. So Aaron's the healer, dude, man. He just <laughs> yeah. like walks around and <laughs> prays for healing for people and sees God does do miracles. He's a beast with that stuff. Um, and he wouldn't tell you he's a beast. He would tell you Jesus is a beast. Yeah. And he just happens to be open to being used in that way. Um, but yeah, there's so many stories of like leaving a show and then Aaron's like, where's Aaron? And he's back there putting his hand on somebody's knee or on somebody's foot or on somebody's back, yeah. praying for somebody to get healed. And he's just like, I love this dude so much. I mean, I think the youth pastor needed prayer for his face after the pie to the face. Oh, oh that was, my goodness. That was I epic. forgot about that. <laughs> Tyler Bolin, sir. Listen, he so he said if so many kids came, X number of kids came, mm-hmm. he would get his head shaved. 
which they didn't hit that number no. in large part because of the prom thing. But they still hit a lot of kids. They yeah. still had a lot, a lot of kids there. So he said, all right, I'll take a pot of the face. And he selected some dude who was on crutches, right? He was like hopping, remember? Oh, I, he had like a all knee brace I remember on. was the pot to the yeah. face, bro. Listen, man, he <laughs> that, didn't, that did not affect his swing. That's nah. what I know. He was on one leg and he smacked Tyler in the face with this pie as hard as you could ever pie somebody in the face. And then he took his left hand after his right hand had just went to the pot of the face, took his left hand and just smacked him across had the face. Had the two piece, yeah, that one, two, man, yeah, that two piece combo. <laughs> Tyler Bowen That was a double portion Yeah Tyler Bowen took, took the pie And then the smack And I we, we had a video of it And turned it into Like a four second uh, GIF kind of thing And it's just So funny to watch But nah, shout out to Tyler Yeah shout out to Tyler For even being willing To do that yeah. uh, Like for the sake Of the kids um, I don't know Many people That would be like Hey I'll shave my head If you You know Come to youth night and stuff like that. So salute to you, brother. Yeah, and not reacting to the second smack because that thing came out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know if that was personal. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> but no, uh, you, y'all should have seen the photo that that we got. We did a group photo after, and he just looks like he's in a complete daze, like he's in a whole other, you know. I <laughs> got a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> he got hit so hard, but yeah, shout out to Tyler and. Um, shout out to Josh and the entire team at City Church. Uh, we love y'all. Genuinely. Yeah. Very thankful for you guys. Ooh. You know, you guys have brought us out for all access stuff, for the mix retreat over the years, for the block parties. Um, it's been a, a real relationship. And uh, and we also couldn't do everything that we do in Philly without your generosity as a church. So um, we're super thankful for y'all. And uh, we look forward to, as God, you know, uh, gives clarity and wisdom uh, for ways to continue to partner together moving forward. So we we appreciate y'all. And uh, thank you for, for bringing us out to All Access. To everybody who's here just listening to this podcast episode, most of you are probably partners and supporters of Ripe Creative. So we just want to say thank you to you as well. Yes, thank you. Um, for supporting us so that we can go do things like this and uh, continue to, to make much of who Jesus is on and off the stage um, through the ministry of Ripe Creatives. And if you're here and you're just are stumbling upon the podcast episode, uh, you don't currently partner with us, we would encourage you, uh, please jump on our website, ripecreatives.com, click the Give button, and consider partnering with us so that we can do more stuff like this, um, so that we can have another all-access episode in a different town in the state of Pennsylvania in 2024, right? Um, so that we can continue to do this type of stuff in more and more places around our region and potentially even further away as well. So um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Demir, Ant, any final words before we sign off completely? No, we're just thankful. Thankful for all of you guys who listen and contribute and help make this, you know, what it is. Can't do it without y'all. So, yeah, appreciate y'all. Yeah, sometimes uh, we may feel, like, ill-equipped to do certain things, but if the Lord calls us to it, uh, he'll make sure we have everything we need. So, amen. Amen, Mr. One Turntable. Bless you. I think he's got two now, though. The, the, the Lord hath provided amen. a fixer. <laughs> yes. Until next time, y'all. Stay right. Yes. No way. No way. No way. No way. No way. You can't guard